You are tuning in to the Milk Carton Series. I'm your host, Stephanie, and today we're going to be talking about a monster mom and dad. (music) 35-year-old Sarah Brass and 39-year-old Brandon Macklin are siblings, and they have a incestual relationship. And in this relationship, they developed six children, two of which they killed, one of which is Blake and the other is Tristan, 13 and 14 years of age. And they also tried to kill their other children after killing these two teenagers. I have not witnessed a case so sick and just mind boggling since a case that I researched a long time ago that I will be putting on here. It was another mom, but this one happened in the United States. It happened in the Chicago area where a mom, there wasn't any ancestral relationship on her part, but, you know, her children. And that's what it instantly reminded me of, you know, how parents are not taking ownership for who they are. So Sarah and Brandon developed a plan of action to kill their children because why? They have an ancestral relationship. And their story goes back from the age of 16 years old. This is where they first began, you know, going down this line of incest. Their younger brother, Martin, states that they were always evil. They were lighting things on fire, killing mice, watching just sanctic type of horror movies. And you know, it's crazy. I'm a horror fan, but I'm not out here trying to kill people because why I love my life. And he begins to say how his sister was never really like this when they were younger. They have a total of eight siblings together, which, you know, four of which have different fathers and their mom was a single mother. And they were in and out of, you know, what they call in care. But in America, we know we probably call it something different like foster care or, you know, social services coming and taking our children. But in the UK, their terminology is a little different. But nonetheless, same difference, right? So he states how Sarah was never like what she was now, you know? She was a shy, protective sibling. But then when her brother, when she got an influence under her brother, Brandon, this is where she started to become a bully. She started to do things out of the norm, and they became really, really close. And that's how their relationship begin to blossom. Martin also tells the stories of how he was terrified because these two would deliberately, you know, abuse him and his other siblings. And it was like they were repeating the cycle that they once went through. It's truly sad because childhood trauma is very real. And I don't think people understand this, you know, what we go through as a child kind of really shapes our mental a little bit because we harbor onto those feelings and emotions and sometimes it can be suppressed in our actions and not saying that I'm taking up for this lady at all because at the end of the day she's sick and twisted and you know I know firsthand what childhood trauma is like but you know I'm so thankful that I didn't go down this route when it comes to my own children and I feel like So many people failed, you know, not only her kids, but failed her and her siblings because 
it's a cycle. It's a repetition of everything that she went through. Now she's suppressing into her children and it doesn't make it right at all. But this is what childhood trauma does to us. And I think it's so important that we talk about these things and we talk about, you know, what we went through as children, because if we don't, we will continue to create monsters of ourselves. Sarah and Brandon kept their relationship very much a secret, but their relationship was most definitely consent. Family and friends described Brandon as a pushover and Sarah as the one who definitely wore the trousers in their relationship. They kept this relationship a secret and no one knew that Brandon was the children's father, although it appeared to social workers that he was basically just living in the home, assisting his sister when it came to these six children. But what's even crazier is Sarah told her children that their father had died in the war. So they did not even know that their uncle was, in fact, their actual father. And it's just truly amazing how no one really knew of this information. And I wonder, you know, why the brother didn't kind of like step in a little bit more or the other siblings. I'm pretty curious to know why they did not step in because like if you knew your siblings were having a incestual relationship and you've been at their home or, you know, you may have heard things, why not, you know, step in? Because I'm pretty sure she had to have shown signs of being, you know, psychotic before this even occurred because as I was reading before she actually killed Tristan and Blake she developed a plan to poison them and she tried to poison all of the children at this time she gave them all a pill and when the pill did not work she was fearing for her life because the authorities were wondering who, in fact, were these children's fathers because it has been brought to their attention that there were some things that were really off about her. And so social workers step, trying to step in or were trying to figure out what the real dynamic was and come to find out Sarah has been lying the entire And what's even sick about the situation is Sarah even would send text messages, joking, and she would even be on social media joking and just that she had no regards for anything pertaining to these children because in my belief, I feel like she was setting it up in motion to take these children down, especially because she had planned to poison them all because the in-care social worker people were going to take. Sarah even stated that the children were better off dead versus being in care. So this is when she really decided to put her plan into motion. And it's just mind boggling because it's like, you could have just gave these babies up if you felt like you did not want them. And what's even crazier is she even like tried to plan this up. Like I said previously, like She had all of this emotion. She even was posting on Facebook that the kids were sick. Like she had this thing planned out, guys, like like no other. (laughs) 
This is when Sarah called Brandon and told him that the plan did not work and he needed to come to the house. Sarah and Brandon first strangled Blake, then Tristan, and then once they strangled them, they placed plastic bags over their head to ensure that they were in fact dead. And they also used extension cords as well to wrap around one of the son's neck. And I cannot only imagine what these kids were going through. Mind you, they're only 13 and 14 years old. And then it was to believe that the other brother walked in on them strangling the other sibling. And that's when they ended up strangling the other one as well, which is so, and what makes matters even worse, Brandon took his bare hands and strangled Blake when the cord was not working to strangle him. And they did this repeatedly. And then this is not even it, y'all. The couple then ran a bath and repeatedly tried to drown one of the younger children. Can you imagine being one of the younger siblings and your parents, well, your mom, because they didn't know that the uncle was their father, is trying to kill you? And once this did not work, she took the surviving children into her room and called the police, later telling them that she had intended to kill all six of them. And it's crazy is because she told police that the children were terrified as she was trying to make them take the tablets, which she tried to poison them and didn't work. And that the child that she tried to drown was very hysterical as she tried to hold his head underwater. And I'm sitting here reading that like, um, what do you think your child is going to feel like? Ma'am, you tried to kill your child. And then you tried to not only kill him underwater, you tried to poison all of them with a pill. Um, come again? And it gets worse, y'all. This is the part that I don't understand. She then claims that she previously requested help with her children from local authorities. And she also sent in a message. This is what she says. I've thought of every possible solution to this mess. Mass murder, putting them all in care, checking into the local nut house. I love my kids too much to kill them, and I can't put them into care for the same reason. And I'm just sitting here reading that like, you wanted a, you wanted help, but then did you really want help? Because if you really want to help, the best thing to do was to give them up. So her attorney basically uses that she was profoundly damaged by her childhood because she suffered physical and sexual abuse, and she was very desperate to prevent her children being taken into care. So she couldn't cope with the perspective of them being removed. And now this can be true, but lady, if you are really that psychotic, why would you even do this to your children? Why? I don't understand it. The mentality of if no one can have them, then it doesn't work when it comes, it does, does not work at all. Sarah and Brandon were both sentenced to life in prison with the minimum t terms of 35 years. And it was said in an article that I read that they most likely won't even make it to those 35 years because being a child killer over there in the UK, they're most likely going to be killed. So, and the thing about that is, what do you want? You want sympathy? I cannot possibly give you sympathy for killing two innocent children who you could have just easily given up. And I know many will say, well, that's easier said than done. No, I'm not killing my kids. 
if I can't, if I'm not mentally there. It's just, it's just not, no, it's not an answer for me. Sorry. I don't want to hear it. There's plenty of loving families out here who would treat your children. The remaining children are emotionally damaged. You know, they have stated that the one that was almost drowned, you know, he hates to take baths now. And then you have the other ones who are just emotionally damaged. They think that they will be like their mother and father and be killers. You know, they're scarred for life all because she was so afraid. And I was reading an article by the Daily Star and it was saying how they think that that excuse was rubbish because this has always been a fear that, you know, society over there in the UK would find out about their relationship and the thing about it is she felt like they knew it was wrong, but they chose to do it anyway. And she wasn't suffering from psychosis or any mental health issues. She knew exactly what she was doing, and so did he. And it's just crazy, and it's it's just really crazy because it's like she legit plotted this. And when you look at all the evidence of them, you know, trying to post on social media about I'm coming for you with the death wisher person or, you know, I gave you life. I can take it away from you. Those different sayings when you're talking to your children, it was like she did not freaking care. And she knew that she could control Brandon because Brandon would do whatever, whatever it took to make her happy, you know, and that's what they always said in like all the reports that I read about her, you know, she was a narcissistic. So she controlled this whole thing and just brought him in on it and him not being a man and not standing up for it for his children himself you know he just let her rule everything that was happening and my thing is even if they would have found out about your relationship okay you know you did you were doing something wrong so what Maybe they would have taken your children, but then you could have fought to try to get them back because at the end of the day, you're their parents, you know, your mom, your dad. Maybe something could have been worked out. I'm not saying that it's right, but you didn't have to kill your two children. Like, there's just no excuses for what you did. And it's really sad that this is becoming the norm in cases, not just in sexual relationships, of course, but you know, these parents, they are physically abusing these children and these children are losing their lives all because of their shitty ass parents. And it's like, I'd rather a child be taken away from you and given a better opportunity, you know, praying that they can get a better opportunity because I know some foster care parents can be shitty too, but I would rather them have some type of chance of, because at the end of the day, they deserve the opportunity to live a better life. But that is pretty much these monster parents, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And don't forget to check out the video on YouTube because there is one if you want to see me behind the scenes on this. And don't forget to share this with everyone. And I will see you guys back on Monday.